Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Let's lift our voices and praise Him. He's a mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. Come on, He's the great I Am, the fairest of 10,000. Hallelujah, He's the creator of heaven and earth. In Him we live, we breathe, and have our being. For in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. Come on, let's praise Him. In Him was life, and the light was the light of men. The light shineth in the darkness. Glory, 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 glory. I mean, no, he's our healer. He's our deliverer. He's our way maker. Amen. He can calm the storm. He can raise the dead. He can open the blinded eye. He can hear the deaf, heal the deaf ear, open the dumb mouth. He's able. Somebody shout, God is able. Amen, 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 amen. Thank God for a praying church who believe in the power of the Lord. How many are thankful for his presence this morning? We feel him. He is here right now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you would turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I will give direction about the fast. I know you're very, very excited. Excited about the fast. Your children are so thrilled about what's going to happen in the next three weeks. Amen. All the spiritual people in the building have looked at each other and said, I can't wait to go to church and pastor's going to tell us what we can't have. Sense of sarcasm in the building. I don't know what it is here. I want to give honor today to evangelist Shane Burns, Sister Adele and Madeline. We're so glad they are here. Amen. We are, we are having a Sunday night service tonight, and uh, uh, we are not going to be live streaming that. It is going to be an old-fashioned prayer meeting. It's going to be praise and worship. We're going to hear the word, and we're going to flow in the spirit. We're going to pray things that pass. I've got, hey, devil, don't leave yet. Satan, your kingdom is coming down. Your kingdom is coming down. God has sent us a man of the Lord, a man of God, and we know him as a man of God. And we believe he's got a word for us. And we're so thankful he's going to be preaching to us today at the 11 and be with us again tonight. Amen. All you faith believers, be here with us tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, reading with verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. Uh, I, I'm going to read the first few verses here, but I want you to read when it starts with I. I want you to read that with me. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. I have not seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it even entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God, somebody say, but God, hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Woo, this is powerful. It says, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep, things of God the deep things of God from this portion of scripture I'd like to teach you in the next the next 40 minutes or so about the effects of fasting and prayer the effects of fasting and prayer you may be seated it was somewhere around this time last year I was asleep on the couch in my living room 
and uh, I had a dream. In the dream, I was preaching a conference. And while I was preaching a conference, I was so moved in my spirit that I walked off the platform on this side of that conference and I said, how long has it been since you've been in a prayer meeting with God and you didn't want to stop praying because you were searching the deep things of God. And I was so moved in the Holy Ghost, I started speaking in tongues in the dream and I woke up crying and speaking in tongues. I heard one of my children go to my, my wife and say, did you hear dad? He'd come out of sleep crying and speaking in tongues. And my question to you today is, how long has it been since you've been in a prayer meeting with God that you didn't want to stop praying because you were searching the deep things of God? And today, we need to not settle for complacent, go through the motions, Christianity, that just says, I'm saved, but you just live your life. The goal of fasting and prayer is to see things you cannot see with the natural eye, but you see with a spiritual eye. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Adam and Eve were both poisoned by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The satanic church promotes knowledge. They say, get knowledge because they believe the more you can see things of this world, you won't depend upon the things of his kingdom. And the knowledge of the tree, I'm not against education, Proverbs teaches us, Proverbs teaches us to seek understanding, understanding, give it favor, to gain knowledge. I'm not against that. It's not what I'm saying. But I'm going to tell you, you shouldn't have such knowledge that you say, I don't need God. When everything is stacked up against you and it's bigger than calculations can get you out of, there ought to be faith that says, God's bigger than this. God's bigger than this. Come on. There's not one mathematical engineering calculation that would say you can look at a mountain and say get and it will go. There's not a person strong enough to move a mountain. But Jesus said if you give me somebody that has the grain of or faith as the grain of a mustard seed, he can say to the mountain, get thee hence and it will be cast yonder into the sea. You've got to understand there's a God that's with us greater than anything that's against us. Can you see it? Come on, where's the David at in the building that has a giant that's facing you, but you say, I see something bigger with me than that that's standing against me. That's what I'm preaching about right now. You've got to get the eyes of faith. You've got to get the faith that sees the things of God. In, in, Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 10, reading with verse 16, Hebrews 10 and 16, I want you to turn there because this teaches us a concept. When you study the tabernacle was laid out to give us an understanding of the spiritual things of God. And uh, the, the tabernacle was a template of how God sees our approach or man's approach to him. And uh, in the holy of holies, everybody say holy of holies, there was a visible manifestation of his presence is something that could be seen. It was known as the Shekinah glory of God or the glory of God. There was a cloud that hovered over the Ark of the Covenant for there were angels that wings pointed toward each other and their heads were tilted down. Everybody just put your chin down and look down. And the reason was they were looking at the mercy seat but the, 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 the humility of the glory and the presence of God um, that they looked down and on that was the lid of the mercy seat that was, that was very thick, solid plate of gold. Underneath the mercy seat 
you're going to find was a golden bowl of manna, which represented God's provision. There was also in there was Aaron's rod that budded, which represented the miraculous and also priestly authority. You're going to also find in there was the law. Everybody say the law. And his word that you're in covenant with. And he said, if, if you will live according to my law, I will be your God and you will be my people. Amen. We need his word. Hey, amen. Somebody say, we need his word. But everything that we receive is under his mercy. That means you didn't deserve it, but he gives it to you because he's merciful and we call that grace. Can you say amen? God's provision, God's protection, the angelic presence, God's protection, God's miraculous power and authority that he gives us. Ye have overcome them little children, for greater is he. Somebody shout, greater is he. Shout, greater is he that is with us than he that is in the world. The Bible says that the God of this world has blinded Blinded the eyes of them, the minds of them, the eyes of them that do not believe. Everybody take your hand and put it over your eyes. The God of this world has blinded the eyes of them. The goal of the devil is to get you to not see the things of God. Everybody say the God of this world. The prince and the power of the air. Can I remind you, he's only the little G, God of this world. Satan is not the God of the universe. He's only the God of the atmosphere of the earth. And he wants you to think he's bigger than the God that fills all space. But may I remind you that the God that we serve, the Bible says he measured the heavens with the span of his hand. Heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. There is a battle of kingdoms this morning. There is a battle in the mind this morning of who is God. I got news for you. You got more power in your fingernail and your Holy Ghost field than the king of this world has. You've got more power in the name of Jesus. Satan was cast out of heaven onto this earth. How many believe that? He was cast out of heaven onto the earth. He does have authority. He does have some power. He is the fallen angel, God of this world. The Bible declares him. His goal is to get you to not see God. He will make God a man. God is not man. God is a spirit. And God came into flesh. That's why Colossians 2 and 9 says, Amen. In him dwelled all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's why Jesus talked about the Father that's within him. The spirit that's within You cannot make God a man. Because the Bible says God is not a man. God is a spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. How many know he's the Holy Spirit? There's no spirit like him. When Isaiah talked about him, he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his terrain filled the temple. He said, I saw him sitting on the throne. You hear me today, it doesn't matter what chaos goes on in this world because of the God of this world. There is still a God that's on the throne and God is in control and God has a plan. I come to tell you today, God's able. Somebody shout, God is able. And through devices of Hollywood, politics, and sports, he will get your cravings and your passions to look elsewhere beside him, beside the Lord. Listen to me right now. He will use every device, every media device. He will use colleges, professors, books to create knowledge and writings to create questions about the deity of God. 
why when the Holy Ghost fell in the book of Acts, they started burning books. Books of astrology. Books of sorcery. Books of, of, of Greek mythology. Because it is anti-doctrines, false religions to get you to veil yourself from seeing who he really is. But in the midst of all of the confusion, we've got something so powerful. It's his unadulterated, irrefutable, indisputable word of God. Can I tell you, you got to love God more than you love movies. You got to love God more than you love Facebook. You got to love the word of God more than you love media, more than your favorite politics or party. You've got to love the Lord. He said in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, in in chapter 6, he said, you need to teach them diligently unto thy children. It's not the will of God for your children to love Disney and not love his word. To have icons of sports and not have any passion to be a missionary or love the apostle Paul. Oh, my lands, I've stepped off in it right now. And the reason there's such atheism on the earth is because churches became content to talk about Jesus as a history lesson of somebody that used to be instead of presenting somebody that still is, which is, not just which was, but which is and still to come, the Almighty. Can I tell you, I've come to preach to you. We need Jesus on Sunday morning in this building. We need him in our houses. We need him in our homes. We need a present God in our life. It's not the will of God for our children to graze up in church and never see a miracle, never feel the presence of God. You believe that? Say amen. My lands, I preach to you today that during a fast you get away from things that are unnecessary. You learn to eat to live instead of live to eat. You start realizing that, that, that media, and I'm asking before I started, I, I, I was going to go 21 days and uh, felt 30 in my spirit. Sorry, come up to me last Sunday. He said, Dad, why do I keep hearing the word, the number 30? He said, I hear 30. I said, because the Lord wants us on a 30-day media fast, not a 21-day media fast. Later he came to me. He said, Dad, he said, if you went to McDonald's and you wanted $30 worth of food, but you only had 21 bucks, you wouldn't get the amount that you want. He said, it appears to me there's something that God wants to give this church, but there's a price to be paid that's more than just a 21-day media fast. Come on. Be careful. You say, well, I'm not addicted to heroin, but you can't get off social media. It's not the will of God to be addicted to anything. I said, it's not the will of God that we be in bondage to absolutely anything. We need to separate ourselves from the world so we can hear and see the things of God. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you if, if, if you do this, you're in bad shape. If you're in church and you're on social media while I'm preaching, you're lost. I'm getting stern right now, but you don't need a, a, a casual preacher. We are living in the end time. Young people, when you're in church and you're checking the scores of a, of a sports game, when we're reaching for lost people in eternity, you're out of balance. It's absolutely wrong. When you can't read the word, come on, good people can get out of balance. Can I tell you, unless it's business in your own call, you shouldn't be on your phone during the preaching and the church service. Look at your neighbor, elbow your neighbor and say, he's right. Come on, tell him, look at your neighbor and say, you're wrong, but he's right, amen. Feels good to have the microphone every now and then, feel right, amen. Hey, listen to me, you don't need to be on your phone during the house of God. When you come into the sanctuary, it's a sanctuary, meaning separated from any other place that you go to. Don't bring the world into this church. 
leave the world outside. But when you come in here, husbands and wives and children, we're going there to hear the pure word of God. And I want my heart to be, come on, this isn't just any other hall or any other building. This is the house of God. This is the house of the Lord. Come on, I feel an old-fashioned revival. Would you jump to your feet and shout, something's happening at the anchor. Something's happening in the house of God. I feel chains breaking. I feel minds shifting. I'm telling you, there's a deliverance that's coming to your family. There's deliverance coming to this city. There's revival that's going to break loose. Somebody shout glory. There's people in bar rooms in the next few weeks that's going to be shaken and run to the house of God. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to this church. You're not going to want it to be anywhere else but the house of God. You're going to be saying, can we have prayer at church every night, pastor? You know why? You're going to fall out of love with the world and into love with God. Somebody say amen. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I want old-fashioned conviction. God, give me old-fashioned conviction. Come on, God's going to stabilize your emotions. He's going to stabilize your emotions. You're going to be happier than you've been in years, months. A desire to praise coming back to you right now. Just because you came this morning and you're responding to the word, the Lord's given you a desire for his kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and pray in the spirit. name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated, parents, do not wait on your children to become adults to fast. Well, it's just a video game, they're a kid, can I tell you, if the Muslims make their children fast, who are we to make excuses? Well, my kid has medicinal issues. Doesn't mean they need a Happy Meal. Give them a banana with a side of spinach. Amen. Quit making excuses for your kids because they'll give you every excuse as possible to get out of doing what God wants them to do. And when they're 18, they won't, when they're 13, they won't have any control over their flesh. They won't be able to say no to what they want. The whole purpose of fasting is self-denial. And I realize in this room there's people, there's a high percentage of people on medication nowadays. So I realize when you get older, that happens doesn't mean you're wrong. But how do we do that? It doesn't mean you need a four, how you say it? Four, four course meal. A well-rounded dinner. Well, I've got, I got to take a peel, so I, I need four pieces of pie. You can excuse yourself from sacrifice and justify it and feel real good about yourself and not get where God wants you. Well, I communicate through Facebook, but then you scroll for three hours to make one response. 30 minutes. The goal, listen, the goal is to get the voices out of your out of your ear that are not Holy Ghost filled and they get pictures that are not holy out of your eyes because whatever goes in the eyes and the ears ends up in the heart and you'll begin to visualize and think the way of the world and not the way of the kingdom and so in, in teaching Hebrews 10 and 16 if you got it there I want you to read with me there's a few verses here we're going to read Amen. There's a witness of the Spirit here. I'm teaching you right. Amen. You can make God a man because you have a carnal mind. You can make excuses for unrighteousness, adultery, fornication. Justify yourself because and feel good about it because your heart's not right with God. You've got you've to step away from yourself. 
I want you to say this. I don't trust me. Do you trust you? You shouldn't. Because he nailed flesh to the cross. The goal of fasting is dying. Submitting my will to the Lord. Not my will. Isn't that what Christians say? But thine be done. When my children are very small, I don't make them go seven days without food. That might be considered abuse. They would call it that after 15 minutes. I don't know how my kids can eat when they were little and they'd say, 15 minutes later, I'm hungry. And the, the, the infamous statement in my house, Jillian would say, I'm starving. I'm like, you ate 10 minutes ago. And what I'm saying to you, <laughs> and that's your problem, amen. But what I'm saying to you is that they've got to learn self-denial. Send them with something, but an apple, crackers and water, instead of Coke and juice that we feel healthy about juice when it's truly nothing but sugar. And, and I'm telling you what we've done. We've created a generation that doesn't know sacrifice or they need to understand, on the fast, you tell your children, say, not, not everybody in the world has food like we do. They need to understand every now and then what it's like to be hungry. There's a law of hunger. I coined a term, he who doesn't fast is not hungry. That's revelation right there. He who does fast is hungry. But the point that I'm making is if we're not fasting, we're not hungry for the things of God. That's true. That's true. Why, why? The Bible says, wherefore shall a young man cleanse his way? By, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. A young man. God's wanting to use young men and women in the spirit of prophecy. Gift of tongues and interpretation. But the reason God can't use them is because their minds polluted with video games and Hollywood and Disney. They're, they're, they're polluted with it. They, they're, they're polluted with it. They have more time in what lost people are being creative producing than the word of God that God put on the earth for us to get into our spirit. Even the Bible talks about into the bones. And uh, you're, you're wondering who I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to all of you. And young men and young women, you're not too young to pay tithes. Get $100 for your birthday, you got to give $10 tithes to the Lord. I don't have a job. I thought you had to have a job to pay tithes. The Bible says increase. Get a blessing, you get an inheritance, you get something that comes into your life, you got to tithe on your increase. I don't know why it's quiet in here. When you're talking to believers, there ought to be a response because you know it's true. Don't wait till they're 25. You gotta, I'm going to tell you, if we don't teach them to sacrifice at a young age, they won't have commitment at an adult age. And so we give water and, and crackers to our kids on a fast that when they, in their school, they're timing. And, uh, and I've seen them fall in love with fasting and prayer. Ooh, I feel something right now. This is good teaching. Amen. Wherefore shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. What happens is, if we're not careful, we will make God a Sunday event instead of a lifestyle daily. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Daily walking. They'll be, they'll be lost Monday through Saturday and have to pray through every Sunday. It shouldn't be that way. They can enter his gates with thanksgiving because Sunday is, an, is, is a place of praising him for all the good things he's done with me all week long. Somebody say amen. So Hebrews 10 and 16, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, said the Lord. I will put, I'm going to tell you what I feel. I've taught long enough. I feel some tension in the building. I feel tension. I have rubbed you the wrong way. 
It's like sandpaper in your spirit. It's going to burn all day long. Get over it. God didn't call me to make you feel good about doing things that's not right. Come on now. God called me to get you in a place where you can hear his voice and see his kingdom. Come on, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. Look at your neighbor and say, we got to get back in balance. I didn't say everything you do is wrong, but there's a lot of things we do are wrong. I mean, it's true. I don't want to entertain an unclean spirit in my house. Come on, are y'all hearing me right now? Media or medium, access points that begin to speak. I don't want my kids hearing false doctrine and false religious and false concepts and things because it's entertainment and it's okay because it's not it's on a screen and not an actual person in there in the house. Entertainment has allowed people in our home we would never let in our house. It's so tight. You know why? Because you're not fasting in prayer. What am I going to have to give up? What am I going to have to let go? What am I going to have to do? Amen. But I guess I haven't come to preach to the scoffer and mocker today. I've come to preach to the believer. The Lord showed me some of you are going to get mad at me. He prepared me for your attitude. And the Lord said, but if they'll be obedient, they're going to see the kingdom like they've never seen it before. Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. Are y'all there? Say it the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. You can't get there without the blood. By a new, somebody shout, a new and living way. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a new and living way. Why are you acting like the world, thinking like the world, when he gave us a new and living way? Can you say amen? He said, which he hath consecrated for us. Through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. When Jesus died on the cross, when his flesh died. Everybody, put your hands up. Hit your neighbor. Wake them up. Amen. Died. When he died, the veil was ripped from the top to the bottom. It was when the flesh died. I said it was when the flesh died. That the thing that separated humanity from divinity, man from God, ripped from the top to the bottom. It gave us access into his presence to see the glory, to see the provision, to see the angelic, to see the power of God. Come on. You can't see angels with a natural eye. You can't see the kingdom with a natural eye. You can only see the kingdom through the things of the Spirit. Except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. That's why people that don't have the Holy Ghost think we're crazy. I ain't ever seen an angel. He compares it to the wind. So people that are not born again can understand that you can believe in something you can't see. You've never seen the wind, but everybody in the earth believes in the wind. They've never seen it. They've seen the effects of it. They've heard it, and they felt it. He says, so it's like when you're born of the Spirit, you're going to feel it, you're going to see the effects of it, and you're going to hear it. That's why they begin to speak with other tongues. Can you say amen? He said, but you can't see the kingdom until you are born again. And when you are born again, Paul said it was like scales that were lifted from my eyes. Holy Ghost filled people, when they are born again, they say, I see it now. I understand him now. People have felt God, but they don't understand the kingdom because you can't see the kingdom until you're born again. Can you say amen? 
he said, he said, through the veil, and the veil was the flesh. Reach down and pinch your hand. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Your flesh because your mama was flesh. Your flesh. Everybody say we are flesh. It's the flesh that you live in. We say at funerals, are y'all still with me or still mad at me? Amen. Praise God. They're laying in the casket. We go there and we say at the funeral, this is the house they live in, but they're not here. To be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Paul even addressed it in a moment. He said, whether I was in the body or out of the body, I don't know, but I knew a man in the third heaven that showed me things that are unlawful to tell you. I saw things I'm not even allowed to say. God have mercy. I personally believe that when they were stoning him and they left him for dead, that God took him out of that pain and took him to heaven and let him see things in that moment because brokenness will cause you to see the kingdom when you're not willing to be broken yourself. The Bible says it's better to fall on the rock and be broken instead of the rock to fall on you and break you. And you hear this warning from the preacher. God has a plan for your life. And if you're not willing to humble yourself, God knows how to humble you to get you to a place to do what he's called you to do. You hear the warning of this preacher right now? I come with a prophetic anointing on my tongue to tell you you better humble yourself before God or God's going to humble you. You better get right with God or he's going to put you in a place where you have to have him. Somebody shout amen. Humble yourself. I hear it in the spirit. Humble yourself. My dad used to say it growing up. He said it this way. He said, God, don't let me be lost. Don't let me be lost. He said, if you have to grab me by the hair of my head and hangle, dangle my feet over the pit of hell, do it. But don't let me be lost. I'm come to tell you, I pray God will get your attention in this room as a body of believers. I don't want to miss what God's about to do in this city because I'm infatuated with the world. Come on, jump your feet and help me preach for a minute. I don't want to miss I don't want to miss the opportunity because I'm in love with the world. Remain standing all over the building. Watch what he says. He said, he said, it's the flesh. And by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil. That is to say, his flesh. The thing that separates you from God is your flesh. Bible says the kingdom. Everybody put your hands over your heart. Said so the kingdom is within me. The problem is it has to look out of you. It's in you. He's Christ in you, Brother Noah. But what goes on on that phone will filter your ears and your eyes. You got to guard your eyes and your ears because what goes in the eyes and through the ears ends up in your heart it will cause filters on your eyes to look at God in a carnal way instead of seeing who you are you can only see what you're not instead of understanding who he is you'll put God somewhere else so far away from you I'm in the Holy Ghost right now but when you begin to fast everybody take your hand and the veil was very, very thick. Some believe it was over three inches. Three inches thick, the veil. And what happens is your flesh, everybody say my flesh. I want you to shout with me right now. I want you to say, love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. And when you begin to fast, it's as if the veil begins to get thin because it's your flesh. It causes what was so thick that I cannot see beyond this. It thins the veil until you can see God in divine revelation. Let there be an amen. I know the veil rips. I understand that. But it takes time for that veil to rip from the top to the bottom until you can actually see God. For You can't understand God. Through intellect. How, how do you understand this? In the beginning, God. You don't understand that. You're lost at that one. 
Your mind doesn't understand the beginning, neither does it understand the end of time. He's not phased by time. He doesn't weaken with time. You look at God through a finite mind when he is infinite. Understanding the incorruptible while you are corruptible. That's why many of you in this room have questions right now. You're questioning your own doctrine, something you used to believe. All the way down to holiness. Because you've Hollywood be your, your main influence in your home instead of the voice of God. And it has leaked into there like poison, like, like sewer water. Has run through and mold is growing up the walls of your home. And it, it, it is, it's now, it, now you've got the convictions of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a Hollywood star. Begin to dissipate out of you holiness and righteousness because of the influence of something that is the God of this world. Now I can't see like I used to. What is it? You have been veiled. The Bible says that when Moses came out of the mountain, the glory, Brother Brian Duvall, Brother Joe up the grave, the Bible says the glory shone about him on his face. And the Bible says he put on the veil because the people feared it. He veiled himself because the people didn't understand the glory of God. There are some things you will only ever see and understand. It's when your flesh has died. And the verse I read today, and just remain standing, in 1 Corinthians 2, it says, but God hath revealed them. What? The things that I have not seen. Everybody say, haven't heard. Hasn't entered to the heart of man. It's not just in there. He said, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. Oh, we got to get in the spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Somebody say amen. Your family's struggling without fasting and prayer. Your marriage will struggle without fasting and prayer. The city and the church will struggle without fasting and prayer because the filter, I mean, I talked about the filter last week. The filter blinds what you should be able to see clearly. I heard this just a couple days ago. I want to pray. A lady was teaching about prayer. She said her sister works for NASA. She said many astronauts, they are allowed to report some things but they're not allowed to report everything said that many astronauts left the earth atheists that returned believers said because as soon as they broke through the atmosphere of the earth they felt God many of them reported seeing angelic presence when they were in space Ask the question, how far was it above the atmosphere? They said it was about six feet. The number of man. About six feet, they started feeling something. Why? Because the devil is only the God of this world. But we serve the King of Kings. And Paul said, we have sat down in heavenly places. And when you get the eyes of faith and believers, you're able to part through all the confusion of the God and the prince of this world and see who God really is. And when you pray, you bring God to the earth. You bring God to the marriage. You bring God to the child. You bring God... Come on, he's bigger than your sickness. He's bigger than your emotional issues. He's bigger than your chaos. He's bigger, bigger, bigger. I wish somebody would call upon the name that's above every name in heaven and in earth. Come on, reach out to him and pray. Come on, all over this building, reach out to the Lord and pray. Call upon his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, I, I really do. I want you to reach out to the Lord. I want you to call upon his name and say, God, I want to see as you see, hear as you hear, and feel as you feel.
Hallelujah. Come on, he's got a name above every name in the heaven. Every name in the earth, the Bible tells us. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving right now. The Holy Ghost is moving. You feel hope coming into your spirit. You walked in here very broken and almost at the hint of hopelessness. But right now you feel something. What is it? You are feeling the God of the heaven and earth. A man that is above all, through all, and in us all. He's not just up there. He gets inside of us and we start seeing what he can do. Come on, there's a breakthrough in somebody's mind right now. There's a breakthrough in somebody's emotions right now. You're going to get your joy back. He's going to give you prayer back. He's going to do something powerful. He's going to set your soul on fire and make you a flame somebody shout glory hallelujah hallelujah I want you to lift your hands and commit to this today Lord we are going to seek you in fasting and in prayer we're going to seek you the gifts of the spirit are in this room right now God's calling you to repentance. You said, Pastor, I didn't mean to. I don't know how I got to where I am. I come to tell you, you're one prayer away. You're one prayer away from stability. Emotional stability. Spiritual clarity. Some of you haven't been able to make decisions. Your minds have been so torn. But God is about to set your mind free. He's going to give you confidence, but he needs you to separate yourself from the world unto him in Jesus name we pray in Jesus name we pray hallelujah 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 wow there's such a touch of spirit I know we got church at 11 but there's something happening right now come on I'm your pastor I'm the shepherd of this church I feel this right now God hear me help us there's a call to prayer I feel some. Come on, young people. Let the Holy Ghost move through you and in you right now. The devil's after your baby's minds and their hearts and their spirit. Glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, if you're watching online today, repent. If you're watching online today, find a place to prayer and say, God, I don't want to have the mind of the world. I want to have the mind of the spirit. In the name of Jesus. There's an urgency in this room right now. There's an urgency. Seek the Lord while he may be found. I said seek the Lord. How do you seek the Lord? Everybody say fasting and prayer. Come on. Holy Ghost is here. How many feel a witness of the Spirit? For the next week, the next week, we are going to fast starting on Tuesday. No sugars and pleasure foods. That include coffee. Now listen to me. Caffeine, choice. Following that, no sugars, pleasure foods. I'm, I'm going to leave up to you coffee for the rest of the month. I'm going to leave that up to you. But the first week I ask that you separate from coffee as well. No sugar, pleasure foods, no breads and pastas on week two. On week three, we're going to remove meat. And that's going to be a 21-day fast. And I promise you, you'll, 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 it, it, it's suffering. <laughs> the Lord's going to help you. I'm just teasing you. But what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself not needing what you think you need every, every hour and a half. You'll get into a place where you're in absolute control of who you are. Y'all hear me? Absolute control. You won't live to eat. You'll, you'll eat to live. You'll just eat because you're supposed to, not necessarily because you want to. Take a few days to get over that, especially sugar's leaving your bodies. But somewhere, somebody's got to get desperate. Say, I, I'm not going to let the devil, the God of this world, have victory over my home when I'm a believer. Some things only go out. <clears throat> By prayer and fasting. 
Hey, one thing can destroy the devil. It's faith. That's why he's constantly trying to release unbelief in your mind. But when you see through the eyes of faith, get thee behind me, Satan. Come on, I feel victory in this building. Uh, would you clap your hands and shout? My, there's a victory in this building. Hallelujah. Here's what I also know is there are people in this room. You have been so, not anxious, but very desiring. I was teasing when I got up earlier, but really you're you're excited about a fast. I've had some of you to talk to me and send messages to me and say, thank you. I was hoping you, you'd have us on a media fast, a food fast, because believers know the effect of sacrifice. Everybody point up here. I'm going to ask all that can during your prayer time to come to the sanctuary between 6 and 10 o'clock at night. After 10, after 10, we're going to lock the doors. 30-minute segments. I'm asking everybody to take 30-minute segments. But people been in church a while can pray longer than 30 minutes. Our new ones can, you know, learn to pray 30 minutes. But, but people have been, been here a long time. Some pray two hours a day already. So, so we, uh, there's, there's sign-up sheets in the foyer. <laughs> I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost upon me. But the Morgan prophesied is going to happen in this church. He said, if you build the altar, he said, the fire of God is only looks for an altar. And I've got a question for you. Are you willing to build an altar that the fire can fall on? Come on, I'm asking the anchor as a whole. I realize a few of you I've rubbed wrong, but that's all right. I've been rubbed wrong many times in the church. But you hear me right now. If we will build the altar, fire's gonna come out of heaven and hit this place. And then when it hits, it's gonna send fire north, south, east, and west of here. It's gonna look like an, a, a fireworks explosion. Fire is gonna be launched in directions. Evangelists, amen. Bible study teachers, counseling sessions are gonna turn into miracle deliverance sessions because there's a fire of the Holy Ghost gonna fall in this church. Is there anybody that wants it today? I want you to clap your hands and shout to the Lord. Come on, clap your hands and shout to the Lord. Come on, anchor. Come on, believers. Shout to the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. This this place, they're going to dim the lights for prayer. We're going to start here in a few minutes. But before you leave the building today, there's tables set out there for small groups. You'll hear about that. But I can't, I can't move on. I can't move on. We, you got to go do something with the Sunday school. Go, go get them ready to come in here. But I feel like this place needs to turn into an old-fashioned prayer room right now. Come on, I, I know this isn't typical, but it's, it's revival month. I want this place to begin to, re, I want you to begin to roar in prayer. Would you do that all over the building? Begin to thunder pray. Begin to lift your voices in this room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.